Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas. This podcast is fueled by Hamburg Brewing Company, which the next show, Jim, we have to do in the flesh at HBC off Route 219, right? Well, we're lucky enough to be a part of a month-long snowstorm. Um, it just, just kept been... coming down today. Man. I got to tell you, I was just in Mobile, Alabama, for the senior bowl and who felt nice just to feel the sun like every now and then we see the sun in buffalo but you don't feel it you know it's like yeah. it's out but doesn't work but it felt good to be in mobile for a couple of days it was nice it wasn't even that warm but you know what i'm saying you could feel it though it was t-shirt weather if the sun yeah. was hitting you right and so it was nice nice but yeah I, I tell you what the snow can't stop us from at least drinking Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Well, uh, it's what we'll fuels get, get show our, going what there. Fuels our knowledge. It's what led to the liar, liar, the liar, yes. liar uh, yes. comparisons that we will definitely get into tonight and would love to use, especially with uh, your boys over at New York Giants. A lot going on with those New York Giants and Boy, in the you, NFL. I gotta tell you, Tyler, you, you, you your Aaron Rodgers stuff was, regardless of what anybody yeah. wants to say, I, you, your point was made. The guy is, say what you want, but the, the playoff record is what it is, and he's difficult. Yeah, You officially nailed it. You come out, that giant thing, crushed it. And, and, and this is what people deserve to hear, and it's why I'm, I'm really glad we're partners, because <laughs> it's why I like telling stories it doesn't mean trying to, I just like telling people need to hear this stuff. Like you always say, they, people pay money. They, they want to, you know, they want to know what's going on. And I think it's fair. And it sounds like our boy McDermott, you know, McDermott got, you know, even, even our boy McDermott got thrown into the, into the day stuff a little bit. And the, he did. Yeah. It's, you know, <clears throat> I, I guess that's, we, we always come back to it, but at go long, I want to do these deep dives, you know, two three four parts let's go beyond the surface level best we can and thankfully over the 12 13 years or whatever it's been covering pro football a lot of relationships around the league and you you know when when i put something out there i mean it <laughs> you know I, I it's coming from a place of reporting yeah. and that i'm jacked for the off season i'm really excited for everything that we have in store you know we're we still got a super bowl here i mean i'm not getting too far ahead of ourselves but the off season is when we can really get to the bottom of some big time issues around the league and some yeah. pressing questions people have. And if, if you've got a question, if there's somebody out there that has a, 
a burning question that's driving them batty, let me know. And we'll do what we can to get to the bottom of it. But yeah, the Giants, that was interesting. You know, I real quick on that, you know, the, those yeah. text messages, the, people, it's good that people saw it. And the, the person that Brian Flores was texting and all those texts that were going out, Tim McDonald, uh, John Mara's nephew, who, as we wrote, that's the person you want to know behind the scenes to move up in the organization. And what did John Mayer come out and say forcefully? Wow. No authority. We like Timmy, but he, and I, you know, I've heard that he is a good person and a hard worker. I don't want to take anything away from himself as, as a person. This isn't personal, but you know, the, the problem with the Giants is it's, it's the ownership, it's family, it's who you know, it's sucking up, it's Chris Pettit, the director of scouting, got in with Tim McDonald, worked his way up. There's a lot of people that don't have a lot of good things to say about his ability as a scout. And these are the things that happen internally when they happen over and over and over and over and over. You make mistakes in the draft and you, you get to the place that the Giants are in right now, which is rock bottom. Well, they're they're ready to make Daniel Jones into Josh Allen overnight. And, you know, though, I'll say this. I'll the hires right that they made, I think, were fantastic. We talked about both on this show. Yeah, it's, remember what we said. I, this, just give me the structure, and I'll tell you who's heading in the right direction. The Giants, at least, are getting the structure right. Now, I know there's that little issue we have with, you know, the ownership there. But if they could stay out of the way, the structure is close. The head coach and GM went along and want to work together. And that, that means everything. Yeah. It's Joe Shane, everybody in Buffalo familiar with Brian Dayball familiar with they're clearly in lockstep. You brought it up again and again, Jim, that's the key to success. You need a head coach and a GM on the same page and they have the winning pedigree. They know what it takes. They know what to find and build a quarterback. I, you know, I don't even have a problem with the Daniel Jones thing. Because no, they're not tied to him. They aren't tied to him. If it doesn't work out, this draft isn't just full of potential quarterback it, saviors either. No, and they won't – for like, you could see what you can do with them. I mean, you know, I personally – you know, we haven't seen much growth in him. But I never walk away – I could see where you would want to work with him possibly. You know, I do feel like he's had plenty of chances to show a little bit more than he's shown. But what's he do? What, he's smart. What's funny is for a smart quarterback, I swear, that's one of the things I do knock on him watching him. Like, he can oh, be the turnovers, The turnovers and decision-making, like staring down receivers and just – that doesn't – it doesn't really quite match what you're hearing, how smart he is and how he plays – that would be something that I would be interested in, but he can move around. He does have plenty of arm strength. We're not, I'm not going to say he's anything near Josh Allen, but I guess what I'm saying is if you have a free, if you don't have to force draft in a quarterback, if there's nobody you like, it basically gives you a, I don't want to say a free year, but it gives you a good chance to see what you can get out of this guy and possibly, you know, I'm sure they have plans to bring somebody in, you know, to challenge him to start. But I think the concern man, with Daniel Jones is like, so in the same draft you had, you had Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins yeah. uh, and Daniel Jones. So Haskins has obviously been a, a massive boss. Yeah. Kyler Murray. Look, it didn't end well for him. That's another player that will definitely uh-huh. be getting to a go long, long form wise. There's but you know it's in him. Like you, in terms of his ability, his his talent, you at least know he had that Heisman. You know it's that could burst out of him. It could. But Daniel Jones, you know, even out of high school, he really wasn't recruited heavily. Right, no. Princeton kind of wanted him. He, he ends up at no. Duke. It's, he's okay. This is, what, this is kind of this is kind of what he's, he is. Right, he's never. It's not like he can fall back on and say, "All right, well, we know Daniel Jones could be a stud because look at that." He's, he's never, never had been. that back to high school. Right. He's never been that star player. I mean, it's, it, it, and then just look at, um, well, we all, I, I feel bad. I'm going to say it. I actually don't want to talk about this guy right now. Cause I had a Patrick Mahomes though. 
just look <laughs> at him in high school. I mean, it was ridiculous, right? Just baseball, basketball, football, superstar, superstar, superstar. You know, goes to Texas Tech. I mean, star. Just what he was, the numbers he was putting up, like insane. So he's had star in him. There is something to be said for that. And I had a teaser with the Chiefs last weekend, minus one with the 49ers, plus nine and a half. You got to be kidding me. How at how? Real quick, I don't want to go back on that because that's that's like 10 years ago, it feels like, and I'm trying to block it out. But, and this is what I love about football in general and gambling. So you were, you know, okay, the Bengals, you'd said you'd like that you'd like their chances, and hey, get it. Did you like their chances with about five seconds to go in the second quarter? Were you feeling good about your Bengals pick? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I love about it. They got it. that stop I did. And th- that's, that's why I said five seconds. That's huge. That's why I said five seconds. Yeah. Because you, you had to be thinking, I'm, I'm done. Like, they're going to score here and it's over. It goes the other way. It rattled. He couldn't, he couldn't get past it. He, like, panicked the rest of the game. And Bengals took advantage and give him credit. I'm glad, though. Yeah. I mean, he had a 12 passer rating in the second half. It was um, like, honestly, it was, it, it was brutal. Even, no, there's no way you could ever predict after the way he was carving them up. I mean, he was playing like it was easy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So I'm sorry. We, I lost you there, but I was just saying back to the thing that the stars are usually, they've been stars. Well, I think that we'll have time to get into the, the Super Bowl matchup for sure. Yeah. We'll yeah. Some person, but no. One topic that we want to hit on here that's, I mean, I wrote about it. Um, I'd go along in, in a way, and, and maybe you disagree because there's some gambling stuff. I went after gambling a little bit, Jim. I read, I like, no, I like, I, this is okay. good conversation. So I want to make sure we're okay here. It's good conversation. <laughs> well, we're just getting all blasted in the face with, um, you know, Caesars this and FanDuel that. And I just feel like the <laughs> NFL right now, um, it's, in a sense, it's very similar to 1963. It's crazy to think Paul Horning, Alex Karras were suspended an entire season for gambling on NFL games, never against their team, apparently for their team. But, you know, at that time, the NFL, it was in this fragile state. You know, it, it wasn't in the mainstream. It wasn't what everybody was talking about. You had baseball, you had other leagues, and it was – it was still like in this embryonic stage of, of growth as a league in, in terms of pop popularity and what Pete Rosell did in terms of like, just winning over the public confidence. These games are pure. Don't worry. Like what you see on the field is what, what it is. I think today with the Brian Flores allegation that Stephen Ross offered him a hundred thousand dollars to lose in 2019 on top of Hugh Jackson throwing himself into it. And apparently he took the money because he said that, that I don't have the, the, the tweets right in front of me, but basically said, suggested that Jimmy Haslam did the same exact thing with the Cleveland Browns. And it was a lot of money. And he kind of since backtracked, he is the head coach at Grambling, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I absolutely want to get into. No, this is good. The conversations that you've been in, the meetings you've been in, because it's, it's definitely something you need to talk about, ownership, GM, coach, because I, I, part of me gets it, like why losing is necessary for long-term success. Look at Joe Burrow is representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, and he was the first overall pick. The Bengals were in a bad place. Boom, they get Burrow, they turn around. But I think time and time again, we see that tanking doesn't work. It, it, it leads to a losing so, and losing breeds losing and it just seeps into every corner every crevice of your facility and it's a stench that you bad. can't get rid of you just I can't agree. get rid of it and uh and uh, but by, by the way go go look up number one overall picks like it's no guarantee that that that, no that does anything for you no at all so I don't know. I, I think that the NFL has to take a stand. I mean, they, if they have to do an investigation, not a, you know, slap and tickle, you know, they need to do a real investigation into this. And I don't know. I haven't heard much from Stephen Ross. I haven't heard much from Roger Goodell. 
it's almost part of them would probably love for this to just go away and hope that everybody moves on to the Super Bowl and forgets about it. But the public trust is such a fragile thing. And with gambling, just omnipresent, gambling's everywhere. It's in our face. It's in our lives. You can't go 10 minutes on social media without seeing it. It's that it could chip away at the public trust. Like, like I wrote, like, if $100,000 is what Stephen Ross is offering a loss, what, what's that guy in Vegas, you know, rolling in millions, billions of dollars going to offer a coach, a player? Mil- a million bucks? Two million bucks? What could happen? I don't think it's that crazy. I just Anyways, don't think. A lot there. You, okay. I like what you said, how I can't imagine. I just can't imagine that happening. First of all, let me say this. I don't know how you tank a football game. Who you? It's not like uh, this is this is where I disagree with teams tank. Now, there's a fine line between if a quarterback's going out and just throwing interception after interception. That might be the only guy that if somebody paid off a quarterback and he just was fumbling, you know, because he's controlling the ball every play. He could turn. We all know it could turn into a. Uh, you could if, if a receiver took if somebody was trying to pay off a receiver yeah, it, yeah that's not that's a bad yeah that's a risky payoff because that receiver might not even have to you know what i mean he might not have a chance to even throw a game i think the quarterback's the only guy but i don't think that exists i really don't think players would take money it's just I too, right I, I hope i'm right now the, now paying off a coach to tank or to lose a game once again, how do you do that? You would have to bench people. And even then, it's you're, if you're benching them for what? And they're all looking around like, why am I getting benched? Mm-hmm. We want to get a look at your backup. Why? It's the third game of the season. You know, so I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I just don't even know how these guys, these players, that's their resume. Like their game tape is their resume. And these guys are proud and, and competitors. I, I, I'm just te- like, I think gambling, I think back in the day, yes. When salaries, when the, when the, you know, the money that, you know, Vegas was offering some of these guys to take, you know, I get it. They weren't making probably that money, but these guys are making money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. I, I'm it's trying just my so best. easy to gamble. I'm, it's so I'm, easy. I'm you can all saying, download the apps now. And it just. Now I'm not saying players don't gamble. Mm-hmm. Let me take that. Now, that's a whole other topic we can get into. I, I didn't say it because they don't have to. They just, their friends can do it for them. That's very simple, right? I mean, mm-hmm. whoever. You could have your brother do it. You know, the larger issue I want to get into, though, is just yeah, the sorry. concept so we're going of, off. Yeah. of tanking, though. So, yeah. you know, that I think that there's a way to do it. There you is. Know, it's, it's such, there's a lot loaded into that word. So you can call it rebuilding, call it whatever you want. But I, you know what the Detroit Lions did this year? Right? That's, that's about as perfect mm-hmm. as you can draw it up where there's not a lot of talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a coach who wants to bite kneecaps off and fight like hell. And he's at the podium crying when they lose. I mean, they lost was it six or seven games by a touchdown or less. They, they fought, they competed. It was, they were entertaining. I mean, Lions fans could buy tickets to those games and enjoy themselves this season for a three 13 and one team, you know, in terms of a losing season, in terms of a season where it behooves you, to get that number two overall pick. It's about as entertaining as it gets. It's about as hopeful and optimistic as it gets. So that's probably how you do it. You know, those Hugh Jackson Browns teams, I covered some of those games and the hopelessness was, I mean, beyond comprehension where they, they didn't have talent out there, but on top of that, it just seemed like there was something extra. It what there was just with the Sean Kaiser. Some of those games were just, Oh, I mean, you had to take a shower after watching it. It was awful. It, we just brought the Kaiser. That's funny. You just brought his name up. That's really funny. I was with Whaley the other night, and we were talking about when we worked him out, the little fake workout we did with him and how bad it was. 
And the reason we were talking about is because we were talking about David Robinson, the old NBA player, because his son was receiver at Notre Dame with Kaiser and was at that pro day just to help him out. Um, just to, you know, because he's like, yeah, I'll run routes for you. He wasn't trying to play in the NFL or anything. He wasn't good enough. But anyway, um, I just can't believe, like, that Browns team, I don't understand how they were tanking. They were terrible. Like, they weren't good. I just don't think they were tanking. I just think they, I don't know. I, what did Hugh Jackson say? I didn't know he tweeted back at people. So I saw him getting interviewed today. I didn't get to hear it. But. Well, yeah, he went out. He made the rounds to somewhat backtrack, but basically. Um, oh, good. Uh, okay. So he's not saying he took. He money. said he, he responded to somebody on Twitter and said that, well, Jimmy Haslam was happy that we kept losing. And then this person tweeted at Hugh Jackson saying, Jimmy Haslam wasn't offering hundred K per loss or Hugh would be on the Forbes list. And Hugh responded and said, trust me, it was a good number exclamation point. Well, I like the fact that how he said, um, Haslam, these guys are trying to say that they weren't offering, he didn't take money and, and fix games. Like, he was just saying he would be happy if we kept losing, right? That, that here's why I'm saying this. It was a good number, Jim. It was okay. a good number. That's where that's that that part's a little shady, but you there are times when you're if you know your season is you're not necessarily dying to win. Like if you're bad, be bad. If you're bad, be bad. Eight and eight, nightmare. It is true. I don't disagree like, with so that. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've, like, I've never really been a part. I'm trying to think. Like, I've never been on a team that was to well, purposely lose. Though these Saints. are like what Stephen Ross did is he's injecting himself my first into year. it with large sums of money. It's bribery. That's, it's bribery. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Take this money and lose the game. Like, that's not how you do it. How you do it is feel the team of try-hard guys that... It's ridiculous. Like, this whole thing to me, that part is just... I I can't even believe it. So you've been in that situation, though, right? I mean, toward the end, I remember we've talked about it, where you kind of knew, all right, Tyrod Taylor is going to take us so far as a team. We're banging our heads against the wall, eight and eight. Right. Let's take a step back. We had talked about... You know, the pot, I don't, we didn't, it didn't get real far because once we ended up with Sean, he wanted to keep Tyrod and, and really just make, and, and really make that move. You know, Kyle Williams was sticking around. Like, that's fine. You know, part of me was like, roll Cardale Jones out there, see what he is, which he wouldn't have been good. <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm holding out hope there. I'm not rushing to conclusions. And, you know, get rid of Shady, get rid of Kyle, maybe try to deal them to some playoff contenders, you know, out of respect. Play Cardale, see what happens, because we knew the next year was that big class. Totally. And that was the only reason I had thought about it. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold. Well, Right. Like you, we just knew there was a group. I didn't, we didn't study him enough to know who we liked or anything like that, but I, I don't, I just thought, was it worth bringing up for discussion? And it didn't go far. It's remarkable that the bills were able to compete that year and still was, get one of those quarterbacks. And obviously the reason being the trade out of the Patrick Mahomes selection, but that's have the, the, well, that's have why, the best yeah. of both worlds. That's team's dream of that. They dream of oh, end a playoff drought and get the quarterback the next year. It, it goes to show you that what did they win that year? Were they nine and seven? Nine and seven. I mean, that's pretty much what they were. You know, it's pretty much what we were every year. You know, it was pretty much the same. You know, same team with same a good team. draft. Same team with a good draft and good free agent, free agent, and good free agents. Almost a better team. I would almost say you're right. The defense was, yeah. Anyway, I just, and, and hey, 
obviously I was wrong. I mean, to even think about it was probably not. I just thought it was something to be discussed, but but if but it had to do like if you're going to keep Tyrod, then yeah, if you're keeping Tyrod, you're going to be a good team. Like you know, you're competing. That's I remember fine. that day that they dealt Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby, and it was like, you know, they yeah, they, they, they made it clear they wanted to compete, and then all of a sudden, this guy's out the door, that guy's out the door. You know, you're probably sitting there. Oh, hey, what's going on? Surprise! Those guys, you know. Well, you brought out a lot on Sammy that you know was crazy, but they weren't problems in on the team, you know, for anybody. I was just. But- he didn't must not like their, you know what? Or it's a, it's a calculated move, you know, mm-hmm. they, they weren't doing things. You have nothing to lose. Right. You know, that it's your first year. It's your team. Do what you want. Hey, that, that old regime, these guys aren't the kind of guys I want, you know, is there Maybe that um... was his way. I think that was his way of saying, these aren't my style players. I can win with, let me show you what, how I can win and who I can win with. So. I just think too, like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick Jacksonville. Yeah. There, I mean, no- people were, were bringing up Elway, Luck, you know, the, the best prospects to ever come through the draft when they talked about Trevor Lawrence. And I, we still don't know if he's good or, or not good yet, but it just goes to show like there's so many other factors that can affect the equation, like your head coach grinding on a 20 something year old while the team flies home and his offense not working in the NFL and his game management being atrocious and having no ability to develop a quarterback. Like that's a factor. And remember, I mean, all season long, it was the jets and the Jaguars and, uh, the Texas, uh, oh, no, they, they, they traded their first. That's right. But all these teams are tanking yeah. Tan- yeah. in so many words, in so many ways, or at least hoping and praying, I should say, to get that first pick, to get a Trevor Lawrence. And then what happens? You, you, you have this hire that you think is going to set the league on fire, and it, it's terrible in every possible way. Like, I don't know. I just think even like, – so even if you're a team that is middling – it still is just good to compete. And yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's just good. It's good for the the morale. I get it. Camaraderie, morale, all that stuff, but it, it, only good things can happen if you're, if you're trying to win. I told you the base. I remember I actually, I, it was with Rex and I think the last game was the jets that year. And we could have either, if we lost that game, I think we could have moved up as high as like, I think the highest we could have gotten was like 11 or 12, or we're going to be at like 16, 17. I think that's point being those five spots don't mean anything. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I remember saying like, Hey, don't, no big deal. If we lose this week, you know, wink, wink, we, you know, we were just laughing like, you know, it, I go back and forth on it because part of me gets it. Like, I, I'm always what's that? Nobody's gonna remember that game. I, I do see that. Yeah, I, it. But I can go both ways on it. Where I like to bring it up, but at the end of the day, you can't do it. These guys work too hard. Right. It, they know. They know. They're professional football players and professional coaches. Everybody's working too hard. The game's too violent. Like you can't just go out there and half-ass it. I mean, it can't happen. I just don't think it can happen. I really don't think you can throw a game unless you're a quarterback. That's the only way. And it, it I can't. Or you're Doug Peterson and you pull, uh, you pull Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. Or, or did Vegas get to Nathan Peterman? Is he really <laughs> talented? but is making more money. There it is. We were right on drafting Peterman. He really hey, can play. Los Angeles, not far from Vegas, right? That's Peterman, where the game was. Peterman has been on the take. Yeah, clearly. We should just, you know, throw that into the zeitgeist and just see what happens. 
Well, he should use that as an excuse because I was just going to say. <laughs> but anyway, still kicking only... around the league. Amazing. You know, Zay Jones is a good football player. That draft was, yeah. you know, Zay Jones is a good football player. Second round, maybe it was a little high, but he's a good football player. You know what? On this point, though, like Cincinnati, they yeah. they could have just sold out on the 2020 season. Right. When Burrow t- tears his ACL and they get late in the year. This has been probably the best example where you've got a Monday night game against Pittsburgh. They're 11 and two at the time. Yep. And you know, Juju's doing his dance at midfield for TikTok, and the That's Bengals with Ryan Finley yeah. just come and just smash him. Uh, Von Bell has that head on Juju. Like they, the, it's such a it's such a game in the standings that nobody remembers. Everybody forgets. But I gotta think a game like that did in some way give some players a sense of confidence that we can do something next year. I, I don't believe in carryover from one year to the next. Like. It gets way overplayed, but I, I think psychologically it had to, it had to mean something, right, to to, to yes. win that game. Yes, these guys. I'm telling you, it's they put their it's their livelihood. Like they put everything they into it. Yeah, they want to win every single thing they do. Like there's no such thing as not winning to professional athletes. And it's different in football, I think, too. Because it's such it, it a violent game. Such a I violent mean, game. It might go even a little more. You're right. That's what I'm you're saying. You're going to put I that can't. helmet on and those pads, and you're going to go out there, and you're going to risk concussions and torn ACLs and sprained ankles and I'm saying. all this. Stuff. No, like you're you not you're not going out there half-assing no, it or one play. No, you can't tank. It. It, there's no tanking. I really don't think there is. The even the, the, the I think even that Stephen Ross offering money to to him to to lose games well there has to be a little more discussion than that how the hell are you going to do it what do you want me to do like how am i supposed to do this like these guys are professional football players what are you talking about like that's such an idiotic thing to think that i i just don't think you can do it i just don't so many of these owners are so wildly out of touch with reality they don't have a freaking class Yes. Tyler, I think that's what I'm getting from all this. Like, yeah. even like, what are you talking about? The head coach can't throw a game. Like, why would you even give him that? Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. It's, it's Stephen Ross isn't alone there. I mean, you see it time and time I'm, again, these billionaires who, who are so successful in something else enter the football world stay in the football world and make egregious mistakes again and again and again and again it's and then so every once in a while something like this kind of bubbles to the surface and maybe we shouldn't be surprised that Stephen Ross is doing yeah, something like I this mean, I mean when you hear some of these guys like Mark Davis out in Oakland or in Vegas are you kidding me Man, that's what it really pays. I mean, yeah, like look at the most successful teams, like the, the perennial successful teams. They just, they have somebody smart in charge and ownership for the most part gets the hell out of the way. Like for the most, I know there's exceptions, but. Always an exception, right. But it's. You know, Baltimore, I mean, Pittsburgh, the, New England. Green Bay doesn't have an owner. <laughs> um, it's. I saw Russ Ball out in Mobile, Alabama. Hey, how's he doing? Good. We work together in New Orleans. Loyal listener of the podcast, I hope. I couple people are. Hey, I got like some it. scouts. Some scouts listen. All right. Tell them they're all welcome on, and you know, if we have to do a voice mixer of some sort to like, you know, blur who they are, and they they just want to tell crazy stories, they're always welcome. So, Let's see if anybody was asked to be paid off to throw a tank a draft. Oh my God. Anything else on that whole situation? I know there's so much more to it than everything that we've been talking about here, but yeah, well, let's talk about the, let's talk about what's the, let's talk about just this. The reality is what he's doing in my opinion is pretty admirable. I, I like it as far as, 
I don't know what's true and what's not, but we do know one thing. There's things going on that aren't right for minorities in the NFL. I have plenty of friends that have interviewed for GM jobs that could have a lot, add a lot of good stories to this. Doug Whaley being one of them. Mark Ross being another one. These guys got done with interviews and were practically before they were on their flight, the GM was getting announced. Doug barely, Doug, I don't even think Doug got out of Cleveland. I don't even think he got home. I think he finished his interview and like he said, 10 minutes later, it was breaking news that they were hiring um, Dorsey, John Dorsey. I mean, so basically, like, I guess what I'm saying, if this is a class action type thing, um, interesting to me. I think there's more people than coaches bringing up Willie and Mark that will probably have some pretty good stories. Well, they're all welcome to come on. Because didn't, um, didn't he interviewed for Green Bay as well? Doug did. Doug they did. were... Oh, we have to get Mark, gonna go yeah, hire we to, Brian we get, Mark, we have to get Mark Ross to tell us the Carolina Panthers story, the GM story. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. it involves Gettleman. Yeah. But anyway, but I'm saying it, is, it exists. Yeah. And I think that's it's crazy the, to that's look the, up and see the numbers. That's the thing we just it's it's crazy that a man has to almost give up his passion, you know. I mean, he's choosing to do this and I hope he gets, I hope he still gets another chance. Is the Bill Belichick text message enough I, proof though? I got like, I'm just speaking strictly legally like, looking at this isolated uh, situation. If the, Giants, if the Giants had definitely, yeah, that's the one, that's probably the main thing, right? The timing of those. I would think the timing matters on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I can, I can definitely see the, the larger problem here everybody does but yeah that's i just main. wonder like if, if looking at this situation i it's pretty easy for bill belichick to say well this and the giants put belichick. out a statement and said you know that he doesn't speak for the team and it, it i don't know how that's going to hold up um yeah i don't know either the belichick thing i don't think is it is it is interesting you know there's a lot of um african-american general managers too right or how, how many are there and then i wonder how many it's- it's not a ton. It's not okay. Maybe I'm just no I'm thinking there's more than there really is. I have to look. I could look that up. I'm sorry. I should know that, but I know I don't think it's. I, I feel like I will say this. I feel like it's been maybe getting a little better with opportunities. Maybe it's still not where it needs to be. Like I don't think it's probably close, but it's the word opportunity is just. God, people need opportunities. And to think that, man, that guy's living his dream and have this owner ask him to lose games. This is this is one shot in a lifetime. And when you watch that season, like, remember, that was the year they traded Minka Fitzpatrick. And Minka Fitzpatrick and Brent Flores went at it, by the way. They did. You know, they, they sparred in training camp and it didn't work out. But... I mean, they lose 59 nothing. They lost, they, they had like four blowouts in a row to Look, start the year. And it was almost like Brian Flores said, all right, enough of this bull. I'm going to try to win games. And they, they picked it up a little bit. It's, he's clearly a good football coach. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I think that's what I, I come away saying. He's a good coach. Is he a great one? I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard from some players that, that he clashed with. Um, I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying who's right, who's wrong, know. but yeah. like that, it's that's hard. a thing. Uh, it's almost like you he, can't judge. If you, like two is, I don't think he's good enough. So his I, defense I so, picked it up down the stretch too. I mean, they were winning with the, de- with his defense. That's how I they won was like, seven in a row. In whatever. That, yeah. He's in that like Jimmy Garoppolo type. That's who they, you know, very similar guys to me, you know, or you or can, some, you yeah. know, African-American coaches than Jim that, that should yeah. 
be getting interviews and, and becoming head coaches? I mean, you know this I, league better than anybody. I, I The guy I really like, and he's had chances, but not really good opportunities, but I think he's a really good head coach is Raheem Morris, the D coordinator for the Rams. I always really enjoyed, I got to know him kind of on the pro day circuit and at the combine, we stayed in the same hotel and man, he is he's everything. And look what he did. I mean, I know he's had opportunities as a head coach, but if you really look at what he did, it was pretty good on bad teams. He was so young. And he was so young. So why can't like give him another opportunity? I don't know how Jim Caldwell is not a head football coach. Like that's almost like that doesn't even make sense. You played him in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about right now? Like, how are those guys not head coaches? But, yeah, I think those guys – I thought Todd Bowles actually – I thought he he deserved to be – I think he did a decent job. I don't think he – I think he was set up for failure. Like, I want these guys to be in – you know, let them have the right situation instead of being set up like they are. Like, David Culley, I mean, come on. Like, that wasn't even right. He was just a sacrificial lamb for the year, wasn't he? Seemed like he was fired the day he was hired, even. Oh, he was. This Josh McCown thing was known about. I mean, it was, it was like a strange thing. Like, yeah, I I think I feel like everybody will be talking about this for a long time. There's still some openings. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is interviewing with New Orleans. I want to say, right? Yeah, I'm interested to see. Uh, I'll say this too, you know, I, it kind of gets lost in this week, but like I started writing a column um, and I was good. I'm going to do something a little deeper on it at some point. So I kind of, I'm kind of saving it, but I think Brian Dayball is an incredible hire for the giants. And we, oh, we've talked uh, about him and he's kind of caught in the middle of this uh, can you- <laughs> in text messages. And he's probably like, what, what the hell, what the hell is going on right now? Uh, but I, th- I think the Giants hired the right, you know, we'll um, see. We'll see what happens. But I, I think they hired the right people. I think I, that they can fix so. this thing. I hope so. I do. I hope. I root for those guys. Yeah. They've done a great job. They really have. Joe's Joe's always, like I said, I've known Joe forever. Been on the road with him as area scouts. You know, climb the lot, seeing a guy like him get the opportunity. It's great. It's glad that he can see his kids and his family more now. Gosh, that that nugget in the, in Fairburn's Matthew Fairburn's story a few years back and all the time he was spending a Marriott missing I'm titanium sports for, games and just, I'm you know, titanium for life, Marriott titanium for life. It was insane. Like 120, 130 nights a year. I'm at, I was at Marriott. How many points do you have, Jim? Oh, I still have a good amount. Are you a point whore? Do you just like no, hold them near and no. dear? No, I use them. I'm good with it. Like I know when to, you know, there's an art, there's a, you know, you gotta be strategic with your points. Well, you know, now that I'm not employed by bleacher report anymore, it was nice. You know, when you could just expense those those trips for stories, it's it's I I built it up to a good amount. And then for go long, I've been taking some trips and And I'm working on a book, like I mentioned, and I'm just seeing that number go down and down and down. And it's, one of the saddest things you're going to see is seeing that well, Marriott point total just sink. i tell you mine will sink real quick if it doesn't stop snowing and because i'm about to i'm about to see how many points i can stay on south beach for in about five I, this is man you don't mind it, yeah. you don't mind it though i think i'm hardened from the four and a half years in Wisconsin because it's different. <laughs> it is different in Wisconsin. I mean, I'll never forget. It might've been 2013. I think that either oh, 13 or 14. I'm going to guarantee it cold. Was. It, it just stayed cold until too. April, May, June. Like mm-hmm. it, it took everybody that long to thaw out. I, man, I think it was 14 Maybe I think it was the right after the 14 draft. I'm not lying to you. It was the first week of May. I think it was the 14th. It might, no, it might have been 15. It snowed. I, we, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I will say in Buffalo, I feel like it. you get to the, the, the spring and, and things melt pretty quickly and it oh, warms I up. I agree. Wisconsin, it's Green it's Bay just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't ever seem like it's warm there. 
Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to come hang out with us, you know, we'll do one of these at HBC and we got to do a good one. We're yeah. Due, we're due for a good live hangout. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a season wrap up. Big bash March. I think we're good though. We'll talk about the game soon. We didn't have to talk about the game this episode. Game we'll get into it. Here. You know, Bengals Rams, everybody's jacked. I know it's like not an exciting Super Bowl for most people. I'm pretty excited for it. I like it. I like oh, I like this one. I agree. It's just the one. big picture, little Cincinnati, you know, a frugal owner that he probably doesn't like the league going to these big markets against LA. Their fans don't give a shit. You know, they're hosting a Super Bowl and does anybody care? You know, there'll be celebrities there just to see each other and kiss each other's butts. But like, no doubt, there aren't hardcore Rams fans. No, no, that's that stadium is built for the Super Bowl, though. It is like it's built for this. I just in I, LA, blah blah blah. But I hate these monstrosities. I mean, it's Bob McGinn. No, I'm, I'm becoming I, I'm Bob with, with age, but like, I, I hate with, the no, big palaces. I hate it. There is something to be. I know it's no, it just it's, yeah. Pay for your own stadiums and make them, you know, serviceable. Yeah. Be, you know, if the stadium's about to collapse, I get it. You might need a new one, but well, if it's fine, it's fine. Just play some football, you know. I like it. All right, I'm with you on that. I'm not like there's something about it loses its uh, like the, we've talked about like the toughness. Yeah, two country club, two country club. That's yeah. I want, I want, you know ceilings to be leaking you know what i mean i want puddles of just like sewage you know i want trap no maybe not that it, it can't get too bad you know what was bad was um the oakland raiders i mean <laughs> that was bad the coliseum i mean that was, that was bad. bad i remember walking walking it was cool though like as a reporter you could go down to the field for the last few minutes and watch a game a there before you went to the locker room and walking down bad. Like the wires, like there's just wires everywhere hanging from the ceiling. And like, it looks like this is a work hazard. Like things could just detonate and blow up. It did not feel professional. Yeah. Yeah. Was Lambo? did Lambo hit a breaking point? Well, yeah. I mean, they were, so they did the big renovation at 2000. And I think it opened 2002. But the renovation still hold its, you know. Yeah, they preserve the bowl. I mean, they still have yeah. the aluminum seats and everything, but yeah. then everything around the bowl is brand new, pretty much. Got it. But it did get pretty old. Yeah, it was bad. Like, I'm glad though, as a little kid going with my dad, like we were able, I, we went to a game at the old bowl and t- just in the nick of time, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it does get to a point. I don't know. Are the Bills at that breaking point? Like, I know that they're saying that they are. Like, they took media on a tour around, right, and said, "Look at this, look at that." Like. At, it's old, but is it on the verge of utter collapse? I don't think it's for no. I didn't. I don't remember ever having that. I, I guess. I, but I mean, I think it's needed. I, it I is needed. It is. I. They needed. They need a stadium. I hate to say. I'm sitting there like, eh, but it's, yeah. No, they. I do. think they deserve it because you can do this the right way. Look, it's not going to be L.A. They're not going to do that. It's going to have a, they'll do it the right way. I believe that. It needs you have character. A superstar it's got to have character. I agreed. Agreed. you got to fit this. You have this quarterback. This is your time. Are you saying dome? Oh, now don't get me started. This is what you're going to call me soft. So I don't want a dome. Come on. I know. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. <laughs> This is probably where we should end the podcast right here, right? It's just because I, you put all this time and effort into scouting these players, and then you have to go play in a freaking tornado. That's how it should be. The elements. Uh, I want Mac Jones throwing the ball three times in a game when I uh, see a game at Highmark Stadium. Blizzards. Well, Josh Bridget. McDaniel getting out of there, out of New England. Yeah. Mac must not be, he must not like Mac that much because that was about to be his starter. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of thought of it that way. You know, he's been turning down a lot of jobs to stay in New England. That Vegas team, he 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 must like Carr, which he should. Mm-hmm. 
because Carr did some. I mean, he played pretty well this year. He did. He was a That's, top ten quarterback. That team's not far off. Yeah, if with that you know play caller, play designer, I, I should say. But Josh, once again, though, he hired the he and the GM. So I like what they're doing. You know, those are the, Vegas and the Giants to me are getting it right. Vegas, Vegas could seriously be hmm. like if Josh McDaniels is a legit coach, which I kind of think he is offensively. He won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. He made Mac Jones better than he is. This guy's a good offensive coach. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great. He was there with Tebow. I'm pretty sure. Check. We got to check. I hope I didn't mess that up. For some reason, I feel like that's one of his. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm sorry. We're rambling on John, uh, these coaches. We're close. John, it was a John Fox. That's right. Mike McCoy was the offensive coordinator. Damn. Adam right. Gates was the quarterback's coach. Maybe he should get another opportunity, Jim. I knew Gates was because we talked he about He just needs that. another shot. Like coach. Anyway, I'm still giving Josh a chance because that team could be pretty good. All right, let's do it. James, Super good to see you. Next week. All right, yeah, man. let's get that beef on wick going soon. Need HBC. It. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you soon.